0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. It is wonderful to see that you have walked back this way for a brand new episode of Draft and Draft. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, denizen of the Unlucky Lounge, here to bring you a cherry on top of the ice cream sundae that is your seven-day forecast. That's right, it's Friday night podcast time, but I'm not alone in this endeavor. No, as always, we're joined by the 2-2 that's always there for you on turn number two, turning the tables behind the bar. His name is Borak. Borak, we are really keeping ourselves busy this week, aren't we? <laughs> That's right, just like the set Rise of Eldrazi, we are leveling up our content, be it on Twitch now, on YouTube, exclusives for our patrons, and even our Twitch channel. We've got a lot of fun for you, but we can't forget about the classics, just like Friday night podcast but before we get to our end of week draft let's go ahead and do a little bit of housekeeping as always this podcast is brought to you by the believe podcast network check them out com. keep your midday blues away with believe and as always the show is here for all of you my listeners so find us on socials on twitter on youtube And now on Twitch, all of which is Draft and Draft Corey. You can find my Instagram as well, Corey, Damone, Enriquez. And if this show is giving you some joy, think about finding us on Patreon. Patreon Patreon.com backslash Draft and Draft. Keep us, help the lights on here in the Unlucky Lounge. Well, that's enough of the housekeeping and upkeeping. It's time for us to get back to another draft, and certainly we're getting to a number of weeks with some of these draft formats, but things like Kaladesh Remastered still gives me a lot of joy. And why Kaladesh in particular gives me a lot of joy? Well, listen to our previous episode, Love in the Time of Kaladesh, but no need to belabor that point. I think it's time for us to launch into another draft. But before we do, let's celebrate all of you. Grab a drink, a snack, whatever that might be to treat yourself, because this, friends, is a tradition known as the Untapped Step. Ah. Man, that first time. Hey, Borak. The first sip is the deepest buddy. (laughs) What, Borak? What are you complaining about? It wasn't a bad joke this time. Now, you're going to tell me, what, that crows and bears are natural enemies? (laughs) Uh, It's not crows, it's Cheryl Crows. Are bears natural enemies? Oh my gosh. You know what? Enough of the silliness. Jokes aside, let's jump into another Kaladesh remastered draft here on Friday Night Podcast pick one pack one we see the following cards as our best options at the uncommon slot there's essence extraction one black black instant three damage to a creature and you gain three life imperial voyager the great flying trample two three for three that whenever it deals damage you get that much energy foundry inspector is great for artifacts but i think what i'm going to take here is more than likely the metallic mimic in this pack is the rare the two one for two etbs you choose creature type it's that creature type and Creatures that enter the battlefield with that chosen type gain an additional Pulse 1, Pulse 1 counter. It's a 2-drop, works nicely in going-wide strategies. If we end up with a number of artificers, uh, that is a good way to go. So it either puts us into, you know, black-white tokens, red-blue. This is really a, a better card than I thought it would be, considering how many overlaps there are in different creature types in Kaladesh Remastered. Subtle tribal themes. I mean, I know it's a rare, but, you know, still... Subtle tribal themes, folks. Uh, Pick two, pack one. There's a self-assembler at common. There's also a tune with Aether. Nice and color-fixing. Starting off on a colorless card into a color-fixing card. That's pretty cool. Uh, For the uncommons, the rares out of the pack, we have a Foundry Inspector. Artifact spells cost one last to cast. You got the Metallic Mimic. That's that's not nothing. Uh, Airdrop Aeronauts. It's a 4-3-for-3-white-white-flying-revolt. You gain five life. You know, I'm a little unimpressed with this card. Um, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to make enough of an impact, and the 3 toughness uh, is actually quite a liability. The uncommon I'm considering taking right now is Pima Aether Seer. So 3-2 for 3 and a green, enters the battlefield with energy equal to the highest power amongst creatures you control, then you pay 3, and target creature blocks this turn of able. I've talked about this card before, uh, enabling quite nicely uh, with, like, you know, a death touch creature, but I'm just gonna take I think the Foundry Inspector. Making things cost one less feels like it could be really good and we're now just staying supremely open for any possibilities. Like here in pick three pack one. Uh hidden stockpile is in the pack. It's really nice, you know, at the beginning of your end step you can uh, if a permanent you control left of battlefield you make a servo and then you sack a creature and scry one. Obviously very nice that servo production alongside Metallic Mimic. The other uncommon is Vengeful Rebel. I've yet to actually play this card. It's a 3-2 for 2 in a black uh, revolt to give target creature minus 3, minus 3 until end of turn. Besides that, there's Welding Sparks, and, you know, it's pretty hard to pass a Welding Sparks considering just how strong it can be. But taking Hidden Stockpile this early is kind of super relevant and... Kind of super interesting, and some of the best revolt cards are actually artifacts. So, you know, Borak, what do you say we try something cool? We've done double hidden stockpile before. Let's do it again. <laughs> okay, good point. We have to find our second hidden stockpile, but you know what? Let's give it a try. I love this deck, I love what it can do, and it is supported well with like Puzzle Knot and Black Implement alongside the Foundry Inspector. Yeah, cool. Uh, Pick four, pack one. We want to table this Conviction. Works so well with Hidden Stockpile. The rare is still in the pack. Faithful Showdown. Just a bad red removal spell slash card cycling type of situation. There is a Restoration Specialist. You know, in white decks, this is actually kind of good. You return up to one artifact and up to one target enchantment from your graveyard to your hand. Enables the Revolt. Besides that, there's a Glint Sleeve Artisan. I'm kind of down for taking Glint Sleeve Artisan. There is a black uh, Aether Poisoner, but... I've kind of come down on that in recent times. Let's uh, let's just go with consistent Glint Sleeve Artisan 2, 2 Fabricate, 1 for 3. You know, it, it's going to help us go wide. We'll pick up, you know, a Dawnfeather Eagle or Inspired Charge along the way and be happy with, with that. And you know what? I think we're going to follow up one Glint Sleeve Artisan with another. Although there is an Inventor's Goggles in this pack as well. And you know, that's kind of cute with Bounty Inspector. But I think I just would rather take another artisan and, you know, just try to cement myself into that gold wide thing. There's a possibility we could still maybe find some color fixing and maybe go into like splashing black off the hidden stockpile, but this is cementing me into white, and white absolutely. Wants to go wide and wants to produce a win off of an Inspiring Charge or a Dawn feather Eagle. That's just what White does and what White does best. So that's kind of what I would like to go into from here. Uh, we will support our plan, though, with a Renegade map. You know, like I said, this hidden stockpile is nice, but... It's not outside the realm of possibility for us to maybe try and go into the green-white-go-wide strategy, and then maybe we splash the hidden stockpile, and then eventually get him good with that feather Eagle or Inspired Charge. And, you know, green is pretty good with establishing big creatures, and that's kind of what this deck wants to do. But, you know, I don't know why I'm even talking about green. I haven't even taken a green card yet, but I do like this Renegade map, and I like it if we can pick up some other revolt things along the way, too uh pick seven pack one uh there is uh, just a handful of things two uncommons are still in the pack though which is notable uh contraband kingpin the one for lifelink scry one when an artifact dtv is under your control and illusionist stratagem this card was really sweet uh when i uh got to play it in response to my opponent's barrel expertise that was pretty cool but what i'm going to take is this live fast you know maybe we, c- we do want to make this black white thing work and Draw two, lose two, two energy is relevant. And as I've seen many times in Kaladesh, you can get flooded very, very easily. And a good read the bones, or I guess read the energy is relevant. I don't know. I, I always like read the bones as the idea of the, the draw two, lose two, and then do the, some kind of supplemental third effect. Uh, for this, it's like gain two energy. I don't know. I guess read the batteries. Is is that good, Borok? Borak? whatever making bad jokes you know me we'll take this implement of malice now uh you know it's cost less with the foundry inspector it works well with revolt things and you know if we can start to hone in on some revolt stuff that could be pretty cool so let's let's take that implement of malice this is our table pack pick nine pack one really nothing to speak of the best card is this lifecraft cavalry i will take it we can still potentially audible out to something else but i will take this tabled self-assembler wow like that's exactly where we want self-assembler is on the table and we were kind of in the market for some monosyncs like a five drop and having two five drops in a row with you know getting a second self-assembler is some gas so wow that was that was a really sweet table borak <laughs> huh. yeah there's also a uh, <laughs> A Night Market Lookout in this pack. But there's actually still two pretty good green cards in this pack. Druid of the Cowl and uh, Kujar Seed Sculptor. Like I said, we can we still have the potential for a green out. Uh, it's kind of a release valve, potentially, if this doesn't work out. And now we see High Spire Artisan and Narnum Cobra. I'll take the Cobra. Like, this is starting to look like a green-white-go-wide deck. I mean, we've got a Live Fast and a Hidden Stockpile, two Glint Sleeve Artisans. I mean, I guess we do have the Implement of Malice. I'll take this Mine Rot. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're, we're open enough. I think, ideally, I want to play these two Glint Sleeve Artisans. I think, ideally, I really want to make this hidden stockpile work in all truth. This is just trying to stay as open as we possibly can talk, Borok. I'm not exactly sure where this deck is going to go, but we've got enough colorless cards to kind of give ourselves some outs. Pick one, pack two. The rare is Spire of Industry, so this kind of can support some of that multicolor splashing. The uncommons are not for us. There's a red, a blue, and a double green, the Maulfest Revolutionary. Not not something I'm interested in. There's another self-assembler in this pack, but if, if that first pack was anything, we might actually be able to table that self-assembler. I'm going to take the Spire. Now between Spire, Renegade Map, and a fairly large amount of of color fixing, we can kind of start to make a plan wide from here. Ooh, another rare here, Rishkar's Expertise. Four green green draw cards equal to the greatest power amongst creatures you control, and then you may cast a spell with a CMC of five or less from your hand without paying its cost. Whoa. So let's talk hypothetically for a second here, (gasps) Borak. I know, hear me out. There's just no real good white cards here. What if we take this Risk Card's expertise? We've got a fair amount of some colorless things going on here. So we can have some artifacts. We've got the splash between Spire of Industry and Renegade map consistently. This is a pretty cool card draw spell. Like get us to break out of top decks in a really significant way, and then also establish some board state? Borak, I wanna try it. <laughs> We took it regardless. I think we're going to try and shift our eyes here towards green, potentially green-white with our double glint sleeve artisan and hidden stockpile splashing a little bit of black. I don't think this mine rot's worthy of consideration, and the live fast is looking a lot worse, so let's Let's see if we can make green-white-splashing-black-with-revolt-board-stall stuff work. The rare still in this pack here, Dynavolt Tower, we are not an instant or sorcery deck, and we're not producing uh, a large amount of energy, so no thank you. There is a Cog Worker's Puzzle Knot, though, uh, the two-costing artifact that when it ETBs, you make a color servo, and then you can pay one and a white to sack it to make another servo. I think we're in the market for this, besides that Propeller Pioneer and Kujar Seed Sculptor. Let's just take the Cogworker's Puzzle Knot and see if we can make something work. Yeah. Oh, Borok, I know. We're back to the conflict between greed and consistency. Oh, friends. Pick for pack two. There's a Cloud Blazer in the pack. There is a Sly Requisitioner. But I think what we have to take, Borok, we have to take either this Hunt the Weak or Revoke Privileges. <laughs> You're right, there was another one of those 2-1 sacks to bring back an artifact or enchantment that we didn't talk about. We might be able to table that, so let's take the revoke privileges. And, you know, stopping a creature from crewing a vehicle is something that our deck is not really having at the moment. So, yeah, maybe that's good good stuff for us. Pick 5, pack 2. I think we're going to take this Armorcraft Judge. The 3-3 for 3 and a green. When it ETBs, you draw a card for each creature you control with a Pulse 1, Pulse 1 counter on it. So we can curve with Glint Sleeve Artisan and get some Pulse 1, Pulse 1 counters. The Metallic Mimic helps us out with that as well. Lifecraft Calvary that we picked up late in Pack 1. Yeah, this could be a pretty cool card draw spell for us. And leaves behind a 3-3 body. I've not done this deck yet. Uh, green, white, just make the board go ick and then say, rah, you deal with it. I'm going to tap sideways with an Anthem or something. We did see an Inspired Charge in this pack as well a little bit earlier. We didn't mention it, but, you know, that could be cool to go. All right, we have another rare, friends. Something I've seen other people play, but I've been highly unimpressed. Metalwork Colossus. For 11 mana, it's a 10-10, and it costs X less to cast, where X is the total converted mana cost of non-creature artifacts you control. You can sac two artifacts to return it from your graveyard to your hand are we gonna play this card Borok? i mean it's non-creature artifacts that's really hard for us and we're really just devoting ourselves to creatures on the board all right we'll just take it i mean there really isn't much else there is a die young in this pick seven pack too you know, it's kind of removal, but we're not really energy. Besides that, there's nothing to speak of here. I'll take it with some chagrin and understanding that we're probably not going to play that card. There's a Wild Wanderer in this pack. There is a Fragmentize. I do like a good Disenchant effect in this format. Pillar Pillarbug is in this pack, but you know what? I'm just going to take this Wild Wanderer. We're starting to, you know, get some late-game stuff, and I'd, I'd rather start to really make this late-game stuff work. Oh! Kujar Seed Sculptor tabled for us. That's kind of cute with the Armorcraft Judge. You know what? I'm I'm in. I'm interested. Our deck is starting to look like a nice curved deck. We got a lot of 2-drops. We'll take this Bastion Macedon. That's nice with Metalwork Colossus. Oh, no. That's non-creature artifacts control. Borok, Metalwork Colossus does not seem good. Alright. it's I mean, it's in the stack, but I... I still think our best bet is to try and go wide. Another Kujar Seed Sculptor, we're starting to get this counter plan rolling. Well the rest of this pack is going to round out, kind of like trash time, but oh, last pick High Spire Artisan, we might actually play it because we're kind of weak to flyers. Alright, so our deck is definitely go wide, it's definitely making a lot of things and trying to overwhelm our opponents with forces. and. Between some things like Kujar Seed Sculptor, we've got some draw with the Rishkar expertise. I feeling, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. Pick one, pack three. I think we're gonna slam down an uncommon here. Ridge scale tusker. 5-5 five, five for three green green. When it ETBs, you put a plus one plus one counter on each other creature you control. Imagine a world, Borak, where we go Ridge Scale Tusker into Armorcraft Judge. <laughs> I know, right? All the value, bra. <laughs> we'll take this here, but we really have to prioritize some removal and some things to combat flyers because we are looking particularly weak to it, so I'm almost thinking this High Spire Artisan might just be a slam dunk pick in our deck. Pick 2, pack 3, well, it's not hard removal, but it is kind of selection removal. Pacification Array is here, 1 call list, pay to and tap this artifact to tap target creature or artifact yep happy for that and we're going to be producing a lot of mana so let's make that work pick three pack three area not admiral the three one flyer for three and a white uh, vehicles control flying yeah that's not this deck there is another harness lightning last pack had a harness lightning and now this one does too man whoever is to our left is getting hooked up with some red removal But there is a Fabrication Module, but honestly, we're not a Fabrication Module deck whatsoever. We just, we're not actually producing any energy. So I think I'm just going to take this Pima Outrider over 2nd Lifecraft Calvary. I could be wrong about that, but I'm just kind of happy having another go-wide creature that can potentially put a counter on it and then start to get some more counter things going, maybe some card draw, or just putting a 4-4 on the board. Ooh, Hunt the Weak! All right! This is a pretty good Hunt the Weak deck. Uh, three in a green, sorcery, put a counter on target creature you control. Then that creature fights target creature you don't control. So this Druid of the Cowl into Hunt the Weak looks nice. So I'll, I'll take that pretty happily. Uh, pick five, pack three. There's a Wisp Weaver Angel here. Four, four flyer for four white, white. It ETBs, you may exile another target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. So we could like Flicker, the Armorcraft Judge. The Lifecraft Cavalry, Ridge Skill, Tusker, and get more stuff off it. I do love stuff, and it is a flyer. It's one of the things we're weak to, so we just picked up two different things to fill in those flying holes. Alright, this is starting to look like something. I would still like an Inspired Charge if we can find it. And I don't know if this Hidden Stockpile is going to get there, but, you know, maybe we just play it as a card to play. Pick six, pack three, uncommon still there, Renegade Wheelsmith, red, white, three, two, that uh, stops... Blockers, No, thank you. There's another Prakata Pillar Bug. That's mm, okay. Yeah, I suppose we'll take that just as a curve filler. We could take a second Bastion Mastodon, but I'd rather have another 3-drop in the deck than another Bastion Mastodon. Uh, Narnum Cobra's here, but man, Narnum Cobra just is kind of underwhelming in this format because there's so much that can just deal 1 damage incidentally to the full card's value. Plus, I already have one. I'm definitely not going to run more than one. I can tell you that much. Uh, well, we're going to pick up another Lifecraft Cavalry. Man, I'm I'm happy with another Lifecraft Cavalry. Definitely going to play it over the first Bastion Macedon. And you know what? With that second Revolt card, this Hidden Stockpile feels all but certain to play in our deck. So, yeah. Let's uh, let's try to make that work, Borok. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. So, we now have two different instants to potentially put in this deck between Ally Evasion... An Ornamental Courage. I mean, this is best of one. Uh, I'll probably just take the Ornamental Courage. The Untapped Trick might be something. All right. Well, there's another Lifecraft Cavalry that makes the third one. And I have definitely been in a situation where that card has just owned me. Uh, And, wow, we table an Appetite for the Unnatural. We didn't mention the card before, but it's there. And it might actually make the deck. And this deck is going to round out, you know, without, unfortunately, a Dawnfeather Eagle or our Inspired Charge. Man, I did not expect to not find another one here in pack 3. I really thought we'd find another go-wide piece for our deck. So we have Scale Tusker. We've got some Lifecraft Cavalry things. And oh, we've got some options. We have some potential. I do like this Rishkar expertise in our deck. The Hidden Stockpile feels supported enough between that Renegade map and Aspire of Industry. So this deck is looking to be something. And we will take a second to put it together and be back in just a second. Stick around, my unlucky lounge rats. Get a snack, a drink. We'll see you in just a few moments. Welcome back, all of my listeners, my Unlucky Lounge Rats. I hope you refreshed, refueled, and glad to see that you've returned as we sussed out how to make this green-white splashing for Hidden Stockpile deck work. That's right, we are playing that Hidden Stockpile for a number of reasons. First off, that Scry is not irrelevant. Replacing a removal spell with a Scry 1 for us actually feels pretty good, and... The fact that we are going to be engaging uh, with our double Lifecraft Calvaries it does make me want to make sure that card can be a 6-6, and between Renegade Map, Wild Wanderer, and the Spire of Industry that we picked up, it is totally fine coming down early or late funny thing metallic mimic wallet works best with servos and thopters in our deck we are more than likely incentivized to name a different type of creature we have nine elves in our deck lifecraft cavalry pima wanderer wild wanderer high spire artisan double kujar seed sculptor drew to the cowl we are elfing it up y'all not quite an elf ball but still elves are relevant And that Metallic Mimic might join the Elf ranks in our draft here today. Our last couple picks, uh, we took out the Foundry Inspector. We're just not that deep into artifacts. And truthfully, I could have probably put that on myself a little bit. And just realized that even though we took it second. And I think it was totally fine as a colorless card to take in the early. Maybe if we ended up doing some of these... Implements slash cog worker puzzle not strats that it could have played a really good role in that type of deck and taking it pick two pack one i think is a fair place to potentially mise on some good mana reduction but it just didn't get there and honestly i don't think it gets there very often i think this card is very much a deck that wants to play out those non-creature artifacts and Those strategies, while cute, do require a lot of setup and require you to have some of the best things, like the modules, to make Foundry Inspector truly pop off. So, didn't make it, but the last couple picks kind of came down to a few fundamental choices. Uh, We cut the third Lifecraft Cavalry because we already have two, and I don't think we need to play that many more. The fact that we have Rishkar's Expertise and Armorcraft Judge as cards that establish more of a board state and draws hopefully copious amounts of cards is pretty sweet looking. The Narnum Cobra number two did not make it for the same reasons I mentioned before. The extra one damage floating around in the format kind of makes the card a little bit weak to a lot of things that make this format good. And lastly I'm sorry Borok but we can't make the 10-10 for 11 Metalwork Colossus work. I don't know what to say, man. It's just not a card for our deck. It looks horrible, and I don't even know the really sweet curve you have to have to make this card look good. I guess you're in, like, blue artifact builds with modules, but this is not the deck. I mean, look at it, Borak. Well, I'm truly sorry to dash your dreams, my dude, but I think that the dream for a good result for this deck is still... Alive. So let's jump in and get to some playing of Kaladesh Remastered. Here we go. We are on the play with a pretty solid hand to keep on Forest Plains, Drew to the Cowl, Metallic Mimic, Revoke Privileges, Lifecraft Calvary, and Ridge Scale Tusker. We have a nice little metallic mimic into druid of the cowl depending on our card draw on turn number two start to get those counters rolling going a little bit wide and then eventually get that lifecraft cavalry online we did draw a forest so i'm going to lead off with metallic mimic on two going into druid of the cowl after that uh it's going to name elf like we said we actually are kind of just tribal elves in this deck they're going with an implement of malice okay so it's the black implement we drew another land which somewhat unironically might have been one of the better things we could draw since the implement came down uh we'll start by cracking them for two nice nice elf anthem effect that also can deal our opponent two damage so here comes a nice druid of the cowl on turn number three being a two four we can then go lifecraft cavalry if they choose not to crack the implement of malice oh they go with a weapon craft enthusiast. That's not irrelevant. Okay, so we drew another land. It's a uh, second planes, so not not sad about that. The question is, do I attack with the metallic mimic to let it die to trigger lifecraft cavalry and put two counters on it? So it's the difference between one counter and two counters, but the lifecraft cavalry getting two counters might be worse than the metallic mimic giving more over a longer period of time. So. I could just attack with the Mimic and juke them out. No, they'll snap block. So I'm just going to just gonna roll out a Lifecraft Cavalry for 5 power, no attack. And the next turn we can Rage Scale Tusker, pump the entire team, still have Revoke Privileges for some kind of creature they might play. Alright, not too bad, not too bad. I'm sure this turn they'll probably crack the Implement unless they actually have something... Black to play, because right now they just have one Swamp, three Islands, and their are two Servos and the O-1 Weapon Craft Enthusiast. They are, they are manually tapping f- for something. What exactly it is, I'm curious. I feel like if I was making a, a play here, I would... And I, my plan was to crack that Implement of Malice. I would start off by doing that so I can have full information. They're going to play Windkin Raiders. Copy that. They had to use the Implement to tap, but then on the stack after they tapped it, they sack it to draw a card. Cute. Cute, 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 cute. Alright, that's fine. So, we are gonna discard this forest. But, this Ridge Scale Tusker is gonna get aggro, which is nice. Next turn, we'll be able to attack with a 5-5, five, five, a 3-5, and the Druid of the Cowl. We just drew another land, so we can actually effectively now just swing with everything actually what if we revoke privileges instead no i'm afraid that we might see another discard spell or a mine rot so it's probably just better to get the big power creature down and then swing with everything and if they want to trade their metallic mimic they could but that's the only trade they could possibly make As now we've just curved out nicely six six three five and three two coming to your home to give you a hug we are weak to Flyers, and the 4-3 is a big one. Yeah, and they're going to trade with their 4-3 Flyer with our Metallic Mimic. That was a pretty nice force. That was a pretty nice force for us. I'm happy to trade off uh, a th- a, two th- a 3-2 Metallic Mimic for their 4-3 Flyer. All that's left on their battlefield right now is Weaponcraft Enthusiasts, two Servos. We have Revoked Privileges in our hand. They have four cards. They have five lands. And the worst thing probably would be, oh, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty confident. They could run out of uh, a Gear Hulk. Baral's Expertise is a great example of a card that would be very bad for us. Yeah, that did happen. And they bounced back their Weapon Craft Enthusiast to their hand. Now this game is far from over. Now we have Druid of the Cowl, Lifecraft Cavalry, and Revoke Privileges in our hand. We could attack with the Ridge Scale Tusker and propose a trade. And then we get to get rid of their 3-3, their 2-1-1s, and then run out the Lifecraft Cavalry as a 6-6. Yeah, that's that's fine. That is fine. Man, Baral's expertise was pretty great. So, just to recap what that did, they bounced back the Weaponcraft Enthusiast, they returned our Druid of the Cowl and Lifecraft Calvary to our hand, and they played a Night Market Aeronaut. So, I guess now we're going to run out this Druid of the Cowl, and I think I'm going to play Revoke Privileges on the 3-3 flyer. We still have Hunt the Weak as a follow-up, to kill another big creature with our 5-5 we have already on the board. So I think we could use our first piece of removal to get rid of the the flyer and still have some backup later on for whatever big follow-up that they might have. Oh, well. Ironically, I spoke before about Brawl's expertise. This time, I did not have that stratagem to counter this strat. But... We still have plenty of game. They've got three cards in hand, one of which is a Weaponcraft Enthusiast, which they are going to play. Now they get to make two more Servos, and they have their 0-1. Unless they plan to give the Enthusiast the counters. I don't know what deck you ever give Weaponcraft Enthusiasts Enthusiast two Pulse 1 Pulse 1 counters. Oh! They just played Pendulum of Patterns. I've never mentioned this card on air before because I've never considered this to be a very playable, uh, but it costs two. It's an artifact when ETBs you gain three life, and you can pay five and sack it to draw a card. That is not good value. Uh, what is good value, though, is us attacking with everything, and that includes the Druid of the Cowl. If they want to block our Druid with three creatures, they can, and then we get to Lifecraft Cavalry with Revolt. That's that's fine, uh, they just block with one token on our on 5-5. Our five five. So we're gonna follow up by playing Prakata Pillarbug. I didn't mention this before, but Prakata Pillarbug was actually, I think our 23rd card. Between that and the third Lifecraft Cavalry, I decided to play this instead. The power of a 2-3 in this format is really important, especially when you have Aether Theorist running around causing a muck. That card does so much work for one, that I just was not interested in losing to early 2-1 first striking creatures. So I just decided to play a 2-3. Two, 2-3s three. two, are, are actually pretty good. Alongside this aether that they just played, the 1-3 that gets 3 energy, pay energy, scry 1 for 1, and a blue. That's pretty good. But ooh, we did draw a Wisp Weaver Angel. Oh man, that's really nice with the Ridge Scale Tusker. Wow. But I think I'm still on plan to just keep attacking with everything. And then next turn... I can run out a Wisp Weaver Angel on the Ridge Scale Tusker. And you know what? This turn, I think I'll just play the Lifecraft Calvary as a 4-4. Since I have that out to give all my creatures counters again. So let's uh, let's just attack with our, our our table here. I mean, I guess I, I don't have to attack with the 1-3. Because they can just block with the Aether Theorist. No. No, this attack does make sense. Because they still have to block with creatures. Yeah, and they decide to... Uh, Make smart blocks. They blocked the 5-4. They blocked the 2-3. They took one. They're at 10. All right. Well, let's roll out a Lifecraft Cavalry. Between that, our Hunt for the Weak, and the Wisp Weaver Angel, we're in a pretty good place here. They've got one card in hand. They're going to draw a second, scrying in the upkeep. Uh, My listeners, if you ever have Aether Therese, make sure you set your stops on your upkeep if you're starting to draw a little bit weak so that you can get max value out of that scry and continue to draw relevant cards. They play Hinterland Drake for their turn this card slowly impressed me a little bit more and i think they had enough they decided to scoop after playing their hinterland drake well if i showed them our hand they would be fully justified in this scoop well friends another w comes to us here on friday night podcast Well, what can I say, my listeners? Sometimes you just play big creatures and you get there. And also, you get incidental plus one, plus one counter value off of a good curve and good creatures playing a lot of elves. Because apparently that's a thing you can do when you open up Metallic Mimic. (laughs) But this is certainly a deck that got its first W. But how will the deck perform? That comes down to you joining us on Twitch Quick reminder, we are joining the Twitch sphere under the handle Draft and Draft Corey. We are going to play that out on air. You can either follow us and see when we are recording or, of course, catch it on video demand within two weeks after the Drafting session takes place but we invite you not just on twitch to come and join us but also find us on twitter on youtube draft and draft Corey as well instagram Corey demone enriquez and if you want to support the show and all of our endeavors patreon.com backslash draft and draft link in the show description thank you to my patrons and thank you for all of my listeners for joining me week after week or if this is your first week welcome as well in any case, looks like I found the bottom of my drink and so we've reached the end of another episode. My name is Corey, joined alongside Borak. And this has been Draft and Draft Friday Night Podcast edition. Now go out there and make some magical FNP memories of your own.